and welcome into Poke the Bear episode 181. That is Connor Ryan. I am Evan Marinovsky. Connor, what is up? Evan, I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. It's great to talk to you two straight days. Uh, now with Poke the Bear going twice a week, usually when I'm on, I'm on at the end of the week or uh, so we kind of space them out. You do Bruins at the beginning, but you get us two, two straight days. What else could you want as a listener? Exactly. I mean, seriously, what else could you want? Uh, Ty Anderson said, you know what? I got to let, I got to let Evan take this. I got to, here you go, Evan. It's I, all you. I mean, it, I mean, it's fitting Evan. Cause we recorded Bruins beat earlier on this week. Uh, and we were talking about the fact that Bruins had some struggles against the Red Wings, the Rangers. And we're like, you know what? Those are two playoff teams, teams that are in the mix are going to be good. You're going to have those kind of stinkers like that. Now, if they lose to the Blue Jackets, then they might be. Oh. Maybe that's why we're, we're talking today. We're, we're uh, again, once again, revisiting what we discussed uh, yesterday. And we're uh, here to either uh, tell Bruins fans to relax or maybe, maybe delve into a little bit of the misery going on with this team right now. But I felt like it was really fitting to talk right after we were like, don't worry about the Blue Jackets. That team sucks. And then they smoked the Bruins in that game. We got to stop underestimating teams. I was thinking about it yesterday. Uh, I remember uh, as the Bruins wilted in that first round last year, uh, the, the YouTube comments kept being like, Evan, you said the Panthers sucked. You said the series was over. What happened? Evan, you jinxed, uh, you jinxed the Bruins. So I'm done saying teams are bad. Uh, Thursday's game against the Sharks. It's up for grabs. Sharks have a legit chance. You know what I'm going to say it? I'm going to say it. Sharks, going to steamroll the Bruins on Thursday. It's over. The season's done. Clip it. I said it. Clip it. We got Clip it. it. Yep. Bam. It's over. The season is so over. Um, so maybe I need to start doing that so it can reverse uh, yes. the way it goes. Um, anyways, Bruins lose Monday night in a rare Monday game. It was weird. I was going through my Monday, finished recording Bruins beat, and then I'm like, oh, shoot. Bruins play tonight. Um, rough one. 5-2 the final. Uh, honestly, 5-2 is kind of close, given how that game went. Um, was not a good one, especially those first two periods. A lot of mental mistakes. Just lots of shit you thought they'd clean up after Detroit and the Rangers. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, that was probably rock bottom for this season so far and you hope if you're a Bruins fan that is the, the rock bottom at least in the regular season you get you bounce in the playoffs and that that is obviously the rock bottom someone there. I saw but, someone comment like damn I'm used to seeing them do this in April not in uh, November yeah. so that, that's a pretty good yeah. one yeah I mean you look at that Rangers game um ugly the, at least like that team the Bruins were coming back at various times there was frustrating because they just couldn't complete you know those a couple of rallies they had in that game but at least there was some pushback throughout until kind of the the jam broke there in the third period. This game, Bruins kind of started off pretty well. They get that early power play, and after that, it just goes a complete nosedive. I mean, again, this is not the 27 Yankees. This isn't like the 88 Oilers or something that you're playing up against. This is a pretty bad Blue Jackets team that also is on the second line of a back-to-back. They played Carolina on Sunday, and they kicked your ass for most of this game. So um, – I don't think it was anything different from what we've seen over this extended lull. I mean, it's the goaltending has not been at an elite level, but I think it all comes down to um, the defensive intensity in front of them. Mental lapses, lapses in execution, rush defense is still really poor. 
Um, and also, I think it's just one of those when it rains, it pours, right? Like, you have that one goal where Grizzlick misplays the puck. Right down the other end of the ice leads to a goal, right? Like, it, it's... Uh, After, right like, two, a two-minute two long offensive zone shift. sequence. Yeah. <laughs> if there was a time where the momentum was going to shift, it was that sequence. The one miscue leads to a goal in two, three seconds. So, that's kind of just how this... Uh, how this team is going right now. But that being said, it's not like it's just bad luck or a few bad bounces. Like this is losing hockey. The Bruins are playing right now. I mean, they get, you know, they need to get out of it because right now it's however you want to look at it, whether it's the defense, whether it's the offense, not executing, not possessing the puck, bringing the puck down low, just all these small details that contribute to winning hockey that we've seen from this team over the last couple of years, you're not seeing it all right now. And uh, you know, a blue Eggs team that is, a ways away from contending uh, looked like the the better team by miles uh, on Monday night. Yeah. And the other thing is like Montgomery is you're really seeing him uh, deploy tactics to try to uh, change up the game fast. I mean, you saw it on Saturday pulling uh, or excuse me, calling that timeout in the first period. Then they get the two goals. They actually, it works. Then New York has to call a timeout. And then you saw it again on Monday, pulling Jeremy Swayman, uh, after just two goals. Now, the neither goal was great to give up, but it was a real sort of message sender to that group of, like, guys, like, you are completely screwing your goalies who have saved your asses all season. Play a little bit better in front of them. Uh, and I, it's funny, like, you know, you think, all right, team's been struggling. They responded well to that, uh, to Montgomery on, on Saturday, at least after that timeout. I thought, you know what? It's a game against Columbus. They're on the second uh, night of a back-to-back. They pull, you know, they bring in Olmark. That's going to be the spark. Like against a Columbus team like that, they're going to find a way, and they didn't, and they didn't. Um, and again, it is concerning. It it is it it is legitimately concerning. Uh, and again, I go back to something I said on Bruins beat on uh, Tuesday. I'm glad that they're facing this now because uh, again, I don't know how far this is going to go. There was an interesting tweet from Steve Conroy that I found to be uh, uh, an intriguing thought. Uh, when they turned in a rare stinker last year, they had the power to say this stops here. They're not good enough to will themselves to be better this year. Uh, I don't think he's far off. <laughs> I don't think he's wrong uh, because they don't have the roster to just go, we're good now. You know, I think, you know, I I'm curious what you think about that and if this is something that is going to plague them all year or if they can just pull themselves right out of this. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of a little bit in between, right? They're not good enough or they're not deep enough, especially, to just will themselves into a winning streak, right? You don't have – you look at last year, obviously you knew the big guns that were leading the way for that team, but it seemed like every couple of games it was the insert player's name here game. You had like a, a two-goal game from Frederick, a two-goal game from DeBrusque. Taylor Hall made an impact on the third line. Clifton made a big play. Fulbert killed, you know, six minutes of uh, – Shorthanded ice time. Like every single one of those games throughout it, yes, you had the Bergerons, the Krejci's, the Pasternak's, all those guys, but that team was so deep that it felt like every few games someone else really kind of stood up and pulled on the rope. And this year, it's just going to be a little bit different because you just don't have that same amount of depth. And you've got uh, a lot of younger players in that lineup. You've got a lot of guys figuring out new roles, a lot of turnover, and a lot of guys that are elevated in different spots. And I think, you know, you still have a very good team. Like you still have the best one two punch in net. You still have a defense that should be better. Like you have to imagine the team is not going to end up being where they are now. I think they're like 18th and 
high danger scoring chances allowed. Like if there's an area where I think they can definitely improve its defense, you've got the personnel, the system in place. You just kind of kind of get your shit together more or less. Right. But um, I, I think when you look at just the way this team is operating right now, it's all about collectively buying in. You know, I don't think this is a, a will thing where you have to will yourself into to wins when you don't have that depth and that maybe overall skill set in place, but you just need everyone to pull on the rope a little bit more and play just simple hockey, right? It's, it's what we said before. It's just being responsible in your own end, making short, simple plays, possessing the puck down low. Like, it's not like this team is – there's a lot of outliers that have contributed to this. It's kind of the same thing over and over again. Not to be harsh, Evan, but – Kind of like like watching the Patriots. It's the same shit every week, and it's not as disastrous as what's going on in Foxborough. But it's the same correctable things that you have to imagine this team with the amount of veterans they have, the amount of uh, guys that have been in Montgomery, Cassidy's system, all that stuff. They can get their way out of it. It's all about just kind of adhering to that game plan as opposed to reinventing the wheel or doing anything drastic to get out of this losing streak. You scare me with the Patriots comparison, I but know, there is I know. there is one thing. That they can, the Bruins continue to do, and they they com, they continue to have problems with it. They had problems with it against Florida last year. Uh, but first, quickly, Connor, a quick word, quick word from our sponsor. So I uh, I mentioned that the Bruins keep doing something, and it's interesting because Columbus last night or uh, Monday night continued to clog the middle. Uh, pretty good forecheck, not a bad forecheck. Uh, yeah. And and locked on wings on the uh, along the wall pretty well uh, high in the zone. This is one thing that the Bruins continue to have trouble with: breaking the puck out, moving yeah. the puck. Uh, you know, Derek Forbert. I think it was either the first or second goal that Columbus scored. It all started with a turnover. First the first one. Okay, first one. Uh, Hampus Lindholm continues to have some trouble moving the puck out of his own zone, which is so uncharacteristic. With Forbert, you sort of expect it. You know, it's like, dude, all right, just chip it off the glass and, you know, like, whatever. Let it let let there be a 50-50 puck battle in the in the neutral zone. Lindholm, you're paying as a puck mover, puck moving defenseman. And I think that's what's a little scary is uh, some of these guys, you know, again, Grizzlick, the puck hopping off his stick. Shit happens. I'm not going to get all over him for that. I mean, again, he's a good puck mover. That just stuff happens like that. Um, and again, it, when it rains, it pours. But when you're failing to move the puck out of your own zone and you're just making bad reads and you're making bad decisions and teams are collapsing on you like that, that's when it's like, all right, is there something here that they're showing that's going to be a problem down the road? And it was last year against Florida. Like that was their main problem was they just continued to turn the puck over coming out of their own zone and again I go back to like it's good this is coming up now because hopefully there's some sort of fix they can put in the breakout or something because this keeps popping up and again as I said with a guy like Forbert you get it but with someone like Lindholm that's when things that's when I do start to panic a bit yeah absolutely I mean it's something that you saw last year it's the same thing where they're really struggling against really effective forechecks really struggling with speed which is not good because you look at those teams are all going to be in the playoffs again. Again, we've kind of talked about what the Bruins can take away from other teams that have gone deep. A lot of a recurring theme is, you know, not really rush-heavy teams. It's uh, four-check-heavy, a lot of speed, closing in quick, um, and they've not shown, you know, they don't have the track record of combating that. And I think uh, for this team, the most important thing right now, at least, in order to get right, is you need your big guns to execute in kind of those simple plays, right? Like, Lindholm has not been very good over this stretch. I even look at like Brad Marchand has zero points in his last four games. And a lot of plays are dying on his stick where he's either 
I think trying to do too much, you saw that. I think doing too much is kind of the prevailing theme, right? You look at like that uh, Tampa Bay game, doing too much when you could have just cleared the puck there instead of trying yep. to get the empty net goal. Um, overthinking things. Just I think it all comes down to simplifying the game a little bit. We can talk a little bit more once you get in past this lull of how this team can kind of change and get to combat those four check heavy teams. But right now, I think it's all about not dealing with what teams are throwing at you, but limiting your own mistakes. Cause right now a lot of it is this team doing self-inflicted uh, things that are leading to goals in the back of the net. So um, I agree that when you look at just how this team is matched up against those kind of, uh, you know, high intensity four checking team, it's not great, but I think what's contributing more during at least this lull is a lot of stuff that's self-inflicted taking bad penalties, uh, you know, failing to make those easy reads, those clears. And that's what's really kind of cost them over this last, I would say week plus, but they've given up, I think five plus goals. And I think five of their last 11 games, it's not, not a winning formula. Evan, I would say. No, it, it, it isn't. And uh, I want to get to what this means, bigger picture. Cause you mentioned like, what kind of team is this? Another thing, like you mentioned the self-inflicted wounds. I texted you this uh, during the game. I think it was in all caps. I forget which goal it was. Uh, it was the one where Zaka's stick broke. And instead of staying on the yeah. ice, he went right off. But if you look, Pasternak just puck watches and just completely yeah. levitates towards uh, uh, the corner and leaves his point guy wide open, which forces Kevin Shattenkirk to come out a bit and leave his guy to screen Swayman. And it's little things like that with Pasternak where it's like, dude, just stay in your spot. Like, that's a self-inflicted wound. Um, I don't mean to pile on Pasternak too much, but there was also that play on the 2-on-0 with, I think it was Marshan that Spencer Martin uh, slashed him in the stomach on. Shit out of him. Shit out of him. I mean, just like, whoosh. Like, shoot it. (laughs) I don't know. Like, to me, I get it. I get what you're trying to do, but... Goals aren't coming easy. Just shoot the puck. You're the best you're the best shot on the team. Um, so this sets it a bigger thing. Is what is this team? Because again, right now, uh, I believe they're still in first place uh in the Atlantic, unless Yeah. Unless they've I think the Rangers it, it, Yeah, the, the Panthers and the Leafs are getting pretty close. And I think the Rangers have leapfrogged them in the East overall. But Yeah, I gotta pull this up because I don't I yeah, Rangers and uh, Bruins as of uh, Tuesday afternoon are tied with 31 points, and Florida is four points behind them at, at 27. Detroit's right there, by the way, too. Detroit, who just yeah. got Patrick Kane for 2.75 mil. Um, just another two mil. Just, just, you, you, what was it? That's quota. my quote. That was, that's my quote. That's my quote. Uh, <laughs> Santa Claus. Uh, some people are like, what the fuck are they talking about? Um, real ones no, Evan. Real ones Real no. ones no. Yes, real ones absolutely no. Um, this is why, to me, not to pat myself on the back here, because, again, there's a long season, I got them third in the Atlantic. They are a very solid playoff team. But, to me, the main reason, and I know you agree with me on this, the main reason they were, or they are, they are in first place and they started out so good is because of their goaltending. They're getting otherworldly goaltending. If you, if you just... Make the goalies solid. They are just a... I'm not trying to, like, demean them or be like, this team sucks. No, they're just a... They're a middle-of-the-pack Eastern Conference playoff team to me. That's how they're built. Um, Again, if they continue to play, like, the way they did to start the year and up until, you know, like, last week, great. You know, if you keep winning like that. But to me, it just... This feels like water kind of finding its level a bit in them sort of falling back down to earth. What do you think? Yeah, you're somewhere in the middle, maybe in the upper tier in terms of yes. you know you're not yeah. you're not a 500 team, but no, you're not 
a team that's 14, one and three, but you're not whatever the hell this is the last week plus, right? <laughs> you're still a team that I think should be second or third in the Atlantic. You might want to change that opinion now based on just how strong the start was that it's kind of going to be disappointing if they do just slide down completely to second or third. Again, oh, yeah. I think the Bruins maybe, I think the Bruins maybe will take that, but no, I agree, Evan. Like you're still a team that has enough star power up front, especially um, has the personnel, the personnel on defense hasn't, shown itself yet but you have the the talent there in the back end and the goaltending place you should be a tough out every single night and that's been more or less the case for most of this year so i still think they're a play i think they're you know not a wild card team i think they are a second or third place in the atlantic a team that should be a pretty tough out in the playoff i think a lot has to we'll see how things develop there um you haven't really seen some of that maybe toughness that you thought you were going to get again some other circumstances played into that in terms of some of the personnel you have out there. Um, but I still think it's a team that should be very competitive, should be uh, a pain in the ass to play against in the playoffs if both your goalies are playing at a high level. But yeah, this was never a team that realistically was going to be on a stretch to challenge last year's record-setting pace. Like, just didn't, didn't make sense. Uh, so no, I, I do didn't. think that that's what it has to be, is second or third in the Atlantic is the feasible option we're going into the year with. I think that's more or less going to be the case. Yeah, I, again, I, I just think they're sort of falling back down to earth a bit. One thing, you mentioned the toughness, and this was something I wanted to talk about for a bit. Uh, in that Blue Jackets game, would have been nice to see either a big hit or just not get knocked off the puck so much. Um, yeah. You know, you're just kind of getting dogged around a bit, and... You know, that's where, again, you you want to see that team toughness. You want to see uh, either responding with another big hit or just not being so easy to knock off the puck or, dare I say, drop the gloves. Like, in a game like that, with the way things have been going, that is where a fight does could potentially help you out just in uh, sort of growing team morale. So uh, that is one area where I would have liked to have seen, you know, when it was like, when it was getting down there in that third period and they were playing like crap, it's like, all right, this is where you do drop the gloves or you do have, you know, someone not take a run at someone from the blue jackets, but you know, lay someone out. I don't know. Nail someone. Um, again, I don't want to sound like I'm 300 years old, but like a little toughness would go a long way. I think, um, in something like this, one other thing I want to mention the Atlantic division right now, because again, my Wi-Fi is still working, which is great. Even though I'm on the ESPN app, this is a big development. Uh, this is, this is happening. This is big. Uh, Bruins again in first at 31 points, Florida behind them at 27, Detroit 25, Tampa 25, Toronto 23, and then you got Buffalo at 22. Um, all those teams are going to be competing for those three spots at the top. Um, and you know, again, when Tampa gets Vasilevsky back, Toronto at some point might figure it out. Um, it's a, it's going to be, you know, pretty competitive at the top. Now, again, that's good that the Bruins started so hot. Because they do have those points, not banked, but they're sort of, they've they've established themselves as the main threat in the Atlantic. Um, but again, that's why, again, you, you will, you're going to have to figure this stuff out. Because Detroit, Buffalo, uh, Toronto, Tampa, those teams, uh, Florida, who's looked pretty good so far, they're yeah. going to be coming at you. And they're going to be, you know, uh, gunning for that top spot. So again, I think that's another reason why uh, you sort of need the... Uh, you sort of need to figure things out here. This holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, convenient meals to keep you energized on jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, 
can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your holiday to-dos. Too busy with holiday plans to cook but want to make sure you're eating well? With Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you'll need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you need to do is heat and enjoy. Skip the stress of meal prepping over the holidays with Factor. Choose from 35-plus weekly flavor-packed, fresh, never-frozen meals that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, all delivered right to your door and ready to eat in two minutes. Looking for special occasion meals during the holidays? Level up with Gourmet Plus options prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Enjoy premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. When you're too busy running around to plan lunch, Factor has you covered with lunch to go. Effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers that are ready to eat when you're on the go, no microwave required. Looking for calorie-conscious options over the holidays that also taste great? Try delicious, dietitian-approved, calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and feel your best during the holidays? Try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. Enjoy the extra convenience any time of day with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons to suit various preferences and tastes. Choose from breakfast items like our delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet. Or, for an easy wellness boost, try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. We offset 100% of our delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity for our production sites and offices. This November, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. So head to factormeals.com slash poke50 and use code POKE50, that's P-O-K-E 50, to get 50% off. That's code POKE50 at factormeals.com slash POKE50 to get 50% off. Rookies, though, the only bright spot of that game on uh, on Monday night. Patra gets his first goal in 10 games, and Beecher's got three and five. Uh, so again, I think if there's anything positive to take away, the rookies are scoring. Yeah, exactly. You're seeing more of those guys contribute. I think it was good to see Potra get on the board there. I think it's his first goal in 10 games. So, um, again, I think people expected a little bit of a lull here, as will be the case for any rookie, especially a guy who's 19 years old. Um, so, at, you know, to be expected, I'm very curious to see if Montgomery switches up his lines a little bit more. It seems like they want to go away from that Martian Zaka Pasternak line. So, does Martian get back with Patra? You know, we see how that kind of maps out there. But I think the one thing you haven't had to really worry about is uh, Beecher at 4C. I think he's probably been their most consistent rookie so far this year in terms of what the job is, right? Like, it's not easy for any young player to go right into the league and all of a sudden you're getting 15% ozone starts, usually against top six opponents. You're tasked with, if you're not uh, doing well on faceoffs, you're going to be in a lot of trouble, get, you know, hemmed in your zone a whole lot of times. And he's been really good there. And I think we've said before, like, he has the skill set to be a very effective fourth line center. The question is, is he going to be a solid kind of foot soldier? Or is he uh, potentially an elite bottom six guy out there? And I think it depends on if he can give you 10, 15 goals, you know, further on in his career. And that's been kind of the biggest question mark from him. And right now it seems like he it's paying off, right? Like he's just doing the simple things. Um, 
getting to the front of the net, uh, generating great eight chances. He's had a few really good goals as well of just, you know, showing, showcasing that shot that he has. But if he's, you know, landing punches down there on the fourth line, doing more than what I think a lot of Bruins fans expected from him, at least during his rookie season, I think he's been really good all year long. That's the thing. I mean, again, you go back to like how much the top nine have been juggled and trying guys here and Montgomery kind of just, you know, chefing it up and throwing different guys together. Beecher and the fourth line have always been sort of steady. And that's what you want. You don't want to have to continue uh, to move those line to move those guys around. So again, I agree with you. I think it's been really encouraging with Beecher. And the other thing I'll add about Patra is, you know, there have been some down games, but for the most part, I mean, he he has been doing the little things right. The effort is there. Yeah. Um, and it was good to see him get rewarded on Monday night. Again, just going to the net. Kind of a lucky play that McAvoy's puck jumped off his stick. But still, I mean, again, I think it's still been encouraging overall what he's given you. Now, again, I don't think... I think with the way Coyle has played, you haven't really needed Patra to step into the top six and be you know, a go-to guy for points, which I honestly think is kind of good for him. You know, again, you get to kind of yeah. uh, settle in to maybe a smaller role before taking on a bigger one. Um, and it's interesting, you know, when you look at this team and, you know, we're, we can save this for another episode, but, you know, you look at sort of the, the, the surprises or the, not the surprise, but sort of the things that have been steady center has been kind of steady coil yeah. second on the team in points. Zaka has been producing. Uh, you look at Patra's fit in fine. I mean, he's, he hasn't produced a ton in the last 10 games or so, but again, the the play has been solid in Beecher. He, he, has, the, he has 10 <laughs> points. Like, yeah, he's still been yeah. like solid for at the end of the year. He's on a 40-point pace, so. That's awesome. That's perfect for a rookie year, especially at 19 years old. Um, and again, it's more so been the wings, which have been something that have not been uh, as, as consistent as you thought. And the defense, which we kind of just sort of took for granted coming into this year. But uh, they have a lot to work out. They have a lot to work out uh, in the coming week or so. But, Connor, uh, what can people look forward to from you over at Boston.com and the Boston Globe? Yeah, we'll have you covered every step of the way this season, whether it's game recaps, features, columns, breakdowns, all that good stuff. Um, and you can read all of that over at Boston.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Go do all that. That's Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky. You poke the bear, listeners. Have a great rest of your week.